Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, or COMPASS, is not affiliated with or endorsed by the Centers for Disease Control and or any other government agency. This is the Financial Compass with Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Matthew provides his clients and prospects with the information that they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Matthew Brunner to help you find your financial direction. Hello and welcome to the Financial Compass. My name is Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, or Compass from Fairfield, Connecticut. If you'd like more information about what you hear during today's show, give us a call, 800-339-9252, or visit us online at compass-ltd.com. While you're at the website, scroll on down to the radio section of the page and check out past shows. You can subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and please, as always, don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions or set up a face-to-face meeting or even to suggest topics for future shows. Now, folks, as millions of Americans continue to deal with the fallout from COVID-19, many people are worried about their personal finances. And in today's episode, we're going to discuss ways you might be able to tighten your budget and avoid wasteful spending. Now, we've talked about this before, but we're going to talk about some maybe COVID particular strategies. Now, not only will such strategies help you weather the current economic crisis, it'll prepare you to embrace investing and other economic opportunities once the economy turns around. But as usual, before we get started and before we kick this puppy down the road, I want to say hi to my always effervescent co-host, Tony Shore. Tony. How you doing? Well, I'm doing pretty good, but you scared me. Uh, you said, I want to say hi to my always effer, and you paused. Vescent. Co-host. I didn't know where <laughs> you were going with that. I was a little worried. I uh, didn't want to get in trouble with the FCC, but yeah, keep it clean for the kids. I'm here, and thank you for saying I'm effervescent. I like it. You You're, You're so throwing bucket. around the big 25-cent words today. I like it. That means we're going to have a good show. So listeners, be prepared. Matt's on his A game today. Um, But yeah, I've been great. Uh, I've been having a good time. Got a lot of work done this weekend. Actually experienced some decent weather. So I was able to get out, get some things done in the yard. Not that I like doing that, but it needed to be done. Otherwise, I've been great. How about you? What's going on in Matt Brunner's life? Well, you know, the the grind. Not that you call it the grind, but, you know, it's. The work. We, we, I, I've got a little more like administrative things to do because in helping our employees take care of their families, they're home for a week or two while their spouse is working for a week or two so that they can be around because their kids are all doing distance learning right now. So I'm doing more paperwork or, you know, some of those other things that I've maybe ever done before or done in a long, long time. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but, you know, we, we got to do what we can to take yeah. care of everybody. So those kind of things important. during the day. Yeah. But then, you know, when I'm done with work, I am just outside. I am out in the woods uh, walking or fishing or with the kids and working on ch- on the trails or, you know, just cleaning up the yard. I, I, I do enjoy yard work, as weird as that may be. So, you know, this weekend I like, you know, I swept all the sand from the winter 
off the curbs and then, you know, filled in some holes on the side of the driveway. That was a big highlight of my weekend. (laughs) (laughs) As sad as that is. But uh, no, you know, it was just fun. It was just nice to be outside. It was so nice out. It was just so great to be outside all weekend. It was so so nice. That's why I got outside. And, you know, you were talking about how these are interesting times we're living in right now. And I can't recall, Matt, experiencing anything remotely similar to what's going on. I mean, at this moment, millions of moms and dads are serving as de facto school teachers out there. You mentioned that, having to (laughs) help your kids. Nobody was expecting that just a few months ago. And I think this is a great topic to deal with that because hopefully you can offer up some ideas for our listeners to help them feel a little less stressed out about personal finances. And, you know, if we can relieve that stress, uh, it will help with other things. Yeah, the stress is a killer. It's not good in any arena of your life. I mean, it's definitely, you know, levels of it are necessary for any organism to go stronger. But, uh, you know, over overburdened stress is just it takes people down that the less stress you can have as you're going through what's going on around us right now. I think the better we all get out of this. So what I wanted to talk about today is some of the things you can do to maybe take a little of the pressure off what's going on month to month. I think a great place to start with that. There was an article from CNBC and it's five ways you can trim your monthly expenses right now if you're struggling financially. And it specifically addresses COVID-19 economic anxiety. Uh, In fact, the article notes, listen to this, 61% of Americans say they've already been financially affected by the pandemic, according to a TransUnion poll. And going a bit bit deeper there, 45% of poll respondents say they or the partners lost their job. 37% 37% say their work hours have been reduced and 68% indicated they're worried about covering the bills. So there's a lot of stress out there. And I think these are some good things we can do to help take care of that. Oh, for sure. I, but those numbers, uh, they tell a pretty stark story in terms of what millions of Americans are going through right now. And I, I know that a lot of family and friends, colleagues and neighbors are going through anxious or difficult times. So What's the first piece of advice you have for us? Uh, So one thing that's part of many of our lives in 2020, subscriptions, streaming platforms for TV, music, news sites, food delivery, uh, clothes, you name it. We're truly living in the age of subscriptions. But if you listed out all of your subscriptions, you'd probably find that at least a couple of them could go, especially in times where things need to be a little tighter. In fact, I think a rundown of all your subscriptions might even reveal for some people one or two you'd even completely forgotten you had. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, that's, that's probably true. And uh, in fact, uh, I honestly cringe a little bit when you're talking about that, Matt, because when I think about how long my list of subscriptions probably is, I mean, you know, we've got everything, Netflix, Hulu, Disney plus, and then, uh, magazines and newspaper online, uh, news subscriptions. I could probably go in and prioritize what I like best and what we use most often in my house and then, you know, trim out some of the extras, cut them off. Right. Yeah. I, I've got, I, I personally have so few that I think it's super easy to get rid of that list. But when you get used to a lot of those, it's hard. But if you do what you just said, I think it's a great way, a great way to drop some of those monthly expenses that you're looking at right now. And I think you made a great point there, Tony. And another potential way, keep a few more bucks in your, in your wallet each month right now, negotiate your bills. So what do you mean? Well, wait, what do you mean? How can you negotiate your bills? I mean, a bill is a bill, right? You pay what you owe. Well, uh, there was, you know, 
I'm just a bill on Capitol Hill. <laughs> those aren't the bills we're talking about negotiating right now. Uh, well, in many cases, you're, you're right. You know, that's true. There's, But there are certain monthly bills that many of us have that can be negotiated. For example, your cable, some of the ones you just went through, cable, cell phone plans, maybe even auto insurance coverage. Those are three areas you might actually be able to squeeze out some savings. Well, that's fair enough. So what's the best way to go about negotiating those bills down then? Uh, well, some people I know may not like this concept, but to be able to negotiate on these bills, you're going to have to work the phones. So don't, don't, don't email or fill out a form on a website because talking to another human being in this arena will prove to be much more effective. I, you know, once you're connected to another person, uh, be clear, be direct about what you want. If you know one of the competitors offering the same product or service, let them know you're prepared to make a switch. Yeah. And I think that's smart. It seems like if you've been a loyal customer for a long time, they're probably going to be inclined to figure out a way to keep your business, right? You'd, you'd think so, but they're always offering better deals to new customers, but that's to entice them, right? But, you know, don't dismiss that fact even. Sometimes newer customers also have a lot of power. Maybe you're relatively new. Maybe you didn't get the best new deal. Let the company know, you know, if they're willing to find some common ground on your request, it might earn your future loyalty. That can make a big difference too. Right. And I've also seen a number of ads from companies in a variety of industries promoting the fact that they're willing to work with customers who have been affected by COVID-19. So it seems like if you fall into that camp, it's going to be worth noting during your conversation as well, right? I think you hit that right on the head, Tony. Auto insurance companies have been particularly aggressive in promoting their various responses to COVID-19. So even if you're going as far as to tout the fact that they're issuing refunds to some of their clients. So most companies recognize that if they work with you, make you feel valued during these during what's going on out there right now, you're probably going to stick with them when things return to some degree of normalcy. Right. Now, we should probably take a moment here, Matt, for you to let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you. I know that you'll sit down and look at their financial situation, uh, give them a second opinion on where they're at, and maybe come up with a new plan for them. There's no cost or obligation to that consultation either, is there? Uh, that you are correct. That's actually what I did all morning. So I, I, I absolutely encourage people to do that. You can give us a call 800-339-9252, or you can visit us online at compass-ltd.com. All right. And today we've been talking about, you know, ways we can tighten that budget, reduce our spending and navigate our way through this unique and difficult economic circumstance we find ourselves in. And this is a helpful conversation to have any time, but it's really relevant right now. So what do you have next for us? So we were talking about that article from CNBC, the five ways you can trim your monthly expenses right now if you're struggling financially. Uh, you know, we talked about, uh, you know, the last last thing we were talking about is negotiating some of those bills, et cetera. Uh, the next one. Don't be afraid to switch providers, especially if it makes economic sense to do so. Now, if you go to negotiate some of those bills and they take a hard line stance, uh, think about something else. If you can't make any headway, you know, working with your insurance company or the cell phone provider, shop it around. <laughs> There's a lot of carriers out there. You know, if you have an unlimited plan with Verizon or AT&T and your phone's paid off, why not consider switching to a budget carrier like Cricket or Visible? 
Both of those utilize Verizon and AT&T networks, so your coverage should still be just the same, and switching could cut your bill by as much as 50%. And, you know, I as much as people are super, super attached to whether or not they have an iPhone or an Android phone or whatever it may be, they're often much less attached to the actual network carrying that phone service. Yeah, that's true. And I I guess I've always assumed that these big name carriers are more expensive, but it sounds like the difference can really be extreme, right? Oh, it really can. Verizon charges in the ballpark of around $70 a month for basic unlimited. And there's additional fees and taxes on top of that. But you know, a lesser known company, the company like Visible, they charge around $40 a month for an unlimited plan. That price includes taxes and fees. So you're talking over $360 a year difference. Wow. Well, that, I would that's significant. Yeah, that's huge. And I would imagine that same logic could be applied to how much we're paying for things like cable and internet as well. I mean, although it's not exactly comparing apples to apples because there are fewer cable companies and internet providers out there. That's true. It's a little trickier with internet providers, but you're on the right track. And maybe you do live in an area with more than one cable or internet provider, and you should definitely consider making that switch. So I I know firsthand a bunch of people who are absolutely happy every six months to a year switching their cable provider because that's the introductory period they get. They keep their bill a quarter to a half of what other people around, you know, their next door neighbors pay every month. And that adds up massively because especially in the cable arena that that when you put those things together those bills add up every plan i look at every year when i'm looking at every client's plans and we're looking at their expenses i'm always blown away no matter how many times i look at that column how much cable and internet and phone cost people every year and if you can do some work especially again if you work live in a place that has some other ones consider making that switch if your current provider isn't willing to work with you to lower your bill you can take advantage of introductory rates from new customers from their competition well yeah and and i like this topic overall uh, that's those are some great points and you're offering practical solutions i mean if you combine a couple of these ideas you've thrown out Uh, you could really find yourself with more cash in your bank account at the end of the month. So uh, what's the next nugget you have for us? Well, here, this is a pretty sweet nugget, as a matter of fact, Tony, and it's interest rates. Now, putting a little sweat equity into lowering your credit card interest rates can have a truly profound effect on your overall financial status. Let's just say you have a $1,000 balance on a credit card with an 18% rate. If you take two years to pay that off, you'll end up paying in the neighborhood of around $200 in interest. But if you can get your credit card company to shave your interest rate down just two points to 16%, you'll pay $175. Now, multiply that by whatever maybe some people have over 1000 or over a lot of years or over that in interest and think about those savings. That can be significant as well. Well, yeah. To paraphrase Ben Franklin, uh, 25 bucks saved is 25 bucks earned. That's taking into account inflation, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See what I did there? See, it's a penny saved and so, then a penny, but today. So yeah. how should somebody go about broaching an interest reduction, you know, reducing that interest rate with your credit card company? How do we go about doing that? 
So I, I'd i say it's best to start with your oldest card first. That likely means you've been their customer for some time. And certainly if you have multiple cards, it isn't bad to seek an interest rate reduction with all of them. But you might have more success working with the company you've been using the longest. Uh, and don't just pick up the phone and start dialing. Do some do some legwork. Take a close look at your payment history. Or, you know, hopefully you already know that you always paid on time. And if you've been consistently been making on-time payments for a number of years, that's evidence you should lean on during that phone conversation with them. Right. And I think for a lot of people, though, the idea of calling up their credit card company for a chat, it sounds about as pleasant as stubbing your toe, right? I mean, <laughs> but it's clear from what you've told us, these types of conversations, unpleasant though they may be, can absolutely keep more money in your pocket, right? Well, it can. And depending on where you grew up, when I was younger, it was the flea market, right? So I loved going to the flea market that wasn't far away because even as a kid, I just loved haggling prices. I thought it was, it was it, to me, it was, a, it was a fun thing to do. I taught my kids how to do it in, in Times Square, New York, when they were younger and my daughter wanted this bag. And I, she did a great job of it as well. And she's not afraid to ask those things. My grandmother always said, you're never going to get what you don't ask for. Right. So it may be, again, it kind of ties into that first thing. You're going to have to call and talk to people. But most of the time, businesses do want to keep your business. Right. They want to keep you as a client. So as long as you, know, you don't make a threatening phone call, be a decent human being and lay out your case to make that call. You know, the choices and conversations, I think, will seem well worth it if you're left with a couple extra hundred bucks in your pocket at the end of the month. Right. I think that should take a big sting out of it. Definitely. So beyond, yeah. Beyond researching your own payment history, check out what other similar credit cards are offering. Now, there's that nerdwallet.com. They've got a lot of information on that. You can check that out. There's low introductory APRs. Even 0% APR periods aren't uncommon enticements to new customers. When you speak to your current credit card company, make sure they know you're aware of what other companies are offering and what you're willing to make a switch if need be. My wife, when we were younger, we were just, you know, getting started in the world. We used to switch our credit card companies about every six months to a year because we would wow. roll everything to zero percent. We just kept rolling it around. And I don't you know, I know they've closed some of the options of being able to do that, but we never paid interest on any outstanding debt we had. We just kept chipping away at it, chipping away when she was finishing school. And, you know, I was the one working. We had to carry some debt to make ends meet at some point. So we just kept chipping away at that. And she stayed on top of making sure it was on the calendar. This is when that goes. And when that didn't happen, we would call them. We did this. We negotiated lower credit card rates. So I'm not talking, you know, make believe here. These things actually work. The Federal Reserve, the average credit card interest rate is currently 16.61%. So you should focus on getting the rates of your own cards below that mark if you can as well. Well, yeah, for sure. I mean, they range, I think, anywhere from 14 to 25% right now. So yeah, uh, you don't want to you want to pay it off each month. And if you do have any credit card debt, you want to get it paid down and negotiate that rate down. Well, and I've learned a thing or two so far today. And and that's something. <laughs> hey, even with me talking. <laughs> well, it's a little thick. I'm a little thick to get through, you know, the old noggin. But why don't you take a moment here to let our listeners know how to get a hold of you? All right, sure. 800-339-9252 is the easiest way if you don't mind talking to humans like we've been talking about today. Or visit us online, compass-lte.com. And call, mention the show, 
no cost, no obligation, complimentary consultation. And we'll talk about some of these things, some of these steps you can take and how you put plans in place so that whether it's COVID-19 or whatever thing happens to the market again in 10 years or whatever happens in between, you're prepared with a plan. And in the meantime, you're saving as much money so you can spend the money you need to and also have that life you want to have in the future. Yeah. Thanks, Matt. And you know, we've discussed a lot of ways uh, to tighten your budget, reduce your spending and keep more of your money. And you know, we're in a time of extreme upheaval uh, because of COVID-19. Uh, taking tighter reins on our finances, I think, will make us feel more in control and increase that peace of mind, right? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. What do you have next for us? Well, let's shift gears a little bit here and discuss how people can protect their retirement during covid uh, 19's economic fallout. Now, I'm, I'm sure many of our listeners today are concerned about what the future might hold for the retirement finances. And if they're already retired or nearing retirement, that anxiety is probably significantly heightened. And the good news is there are ways you can aim to keep your retirement goals intact. There was a Motley Fool article recently, three ways to protect your retirement from the coronavirus pandemic. And I think that neatly spells it out. Well, yeah, and I'm excited for this segment. I think this is going to really hit close to home for a lot of folks. So what's the first thing somebody can do to better protect their retirement? Well, let's start here. If your years are decades away from retirement, this COVID-19 fueled economic downturn shouldn't be a cause of concern. It's maybe it should be a cause for joy. The market's always corrected itself over time. So even if we see a protracted recession, chances are your retirement won't be significantly affected. It might, again, it might not be a bad time even to reach out to your financial services professional and speak about beefing up your investments, but maybe your retirement isn't too far off and your investments have taken a hit. There are a few things you can do to protect yourself though, if it has. Well, is don't panic one of the things you're going to mention? Because I've got that right here on a bumper sticker in front of me. Yeah, well, I'm sure everyone listening has heard that one a few times since things went sideways. And that's certainly a good policy when it comes to finances. But it's not one of the formal things we're going to cover today. Uh, well, first thing you can do to solidify your retirement is be willing to adjust your retirement age a bit if you need be. As something I talked to uh, some, uh, recently in new a relatively new client with the other day, you know, the stock market's a good way to earn money for retirement. It's not perfectly predictable. It's not what people would consider traditionally always super safe. So even if you have a strong retirement strategy and you know when you want to retire, the market has the ability to upend the best laid plans. Uh, accordingly, if your retirement savings have been hit hard by the economy, you may have to work a little longer to get your finances in good order before you do retire. Yeah. And the reality of delaying retirement would probably be disappointing for a lot of our listeners, but in many cases, it may be the smart move. So uh, what's next? Yeah. In many cases, it may be a smart move because delaying it a few years may be way more important than not having anything to eat when you're 78. Right? Yeah, that's so, so true. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that little bit of tough love, I know that sounds a little cold, but honestly, working an extra two years so you can eat for an extra 10 should make a ton of sense. And I, I know it's a tough trade off. I've, I've seen the people's faces, as you might have to explain, you know, somebody coming in and saying, this is when I'm going to retire. And you tell them, well, I think you can retire, but the way you want, but two years later. It's a struggle. I get it. But, uh, but let's move on. Let's move, uh, the next piece of advice, protecting your retirement, 
don't hastily sell your stocks or cash out your retirement accounts. Uh, when the economy's in disarray, it really can be tempting to liquidate your retirement accounts because you're worried market's just going to keep getting worse. You want to prevent even more losses. But even Susie Orman, yeah, even her. Oh my God. Even <clears throat> that one will you tell named, you. He, you named she who should not be named. Well, I feel I feel like Voldemort's going to come out now. But, uh, you know, even she will tell you right now, this is not the time to panic out. You know, no, you can never time the bottom, the, the bo absolute bottom. You can never time the absolute top. Uh, you know, you want... You, you you can't technically prevent more losses by getting that out, and in many cases, that move could end up being very costly. Begin with you know taking money out of your four hundred one k or your traditional IRA before you're at least fifty nine and a half. It means you'll pay income taxes and a ten percent penalty on that money, and selling out of a sense of panic. You're also throwing away a chance for potential gains your money could enjoy once the market starts to recover. There's people. There's a lot of people. I you know you you read the stories when the market first took its first hit. They were selling, and then you know two weeks later the market's back up. And what where did they get out? They didn't get out, you know, at the top. And they cashed out, and then they're getting back in when it's getting up. Or when are they going to get back in? It's so it's. You're always, unless your personal situation has changed, you shouldn't be changing your plan. Yeah. Yeah. Don't let your emotions get too high or too low or dictate your financial decisions, right? I mean, obviously, market rough patches are just part of the deal. Uh, you, mm -hmm. ha you might have to ride it out and keep your wits about you. But more importantly, don't do anything or make a move without talking to a financial professional like a trusted independent advisor who's going to be looking out for your best interests, not to name names, Matthew Brunner, but I happen to know a guy. Uh, what's the last tip you've got for us when it comes to protecting your retirement? Could it be as subtle as what you just said? <laughs> <laughs> like the a last, hammer? Yeah. Last tip, uh, reconsider your asset allocation as you move forward if your situation has changed. If it has changed, like we just talked about, maybe maybe you know you have to retire. Maybe you're forced out of work. There could be a lot of different things. Adjusting your allocation so more of your money is either more conservatively invested in things like uh, bonds or uh, annuities, perhaps, or maybe it's more aggressively positioned into other types of uh, equities. You know, uh, the, you need to, you, if your plan, if your plan has changed, if your situation has changed, you may need to adjust your asset allocation. You should make those adjustments. Economy is healthy, of course, because you never know when the next recession is going to pop up and you want to protect money before it happens or position it before it happens. But even in the midst of volatile economy, you should still go through your investments, make sure they're properly diversified. If you don't don't know if they're properly diversified, you absolutely need an advisor. If you don't know how what your asset allocation is, you really should be talking to an advisor anyway. If you don't know the answers to those two questions, if you can't raise your hand and say, I know those two questions right off the bat, you should be looking for an advisor when you're done listening to this. Uh, before you invest new money too, you may, uh, you should just as the same, meet with your advisor, discuss your risk tolerance. You wanna know how those assets are gonna be allocated uh, so that you can achieve that lifestyle that you're looking for, not just now, but in the future as well. Well, thanks, Matt, great advice. And I say thanks, Matt, or in some circles, loco, as you're known. <laughs> as you're known in some circles, loco. Uh, I just had to bring that up. Only you you know that because of our the May fifth today. <laughs> it is Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> As we recorded, it's Cinco de Mayo, and uh, you know that was my nickname at my friend's 
Mexican restaurant back in the day. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I thought I'd let everyone know. Thanks, Tony. Yeah. Yeah. But seriously, a good episode, but we're out of time. Is there anything else you want to add before we go? Uh, yeah, I do. I, uh, as always, while this is going on, things will go back to normal. Uh, be as normal as you can in the process. If, if you're having trouble with that, talk to somebody, a friend, relative. Uh, heck, if you just need an ear to get you through this, even if you don't want any financial advice, you just need a, uh, an ear. Call that same number, 800-339-9252. It's most important to me that we all get through this as uh, emotionally whole as possible, and the rest of this stuff will be taken care of itself when once that's all done. So uh, 800-339-9252, and if you need us online, compass-ltd.com. Awesome. Thank you so much, Matt. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of The Financial Compass with our host, Matthew Brunner. Thank you for listening to The Financial Compass. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Matthew Brunner at Comprehensive Planning Associates. Call 800-339-9252 or visit their website at compass-ltd.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Insurance products and services, fee-based financial planning, and investment advisory services are offered by Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass, a registered investment advisor in the state of Connecticut. Securities are offered by Gretchen Brunner and Matthew Brunner through Gradient Securities, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 8 6-9-9-1-1-5-3-9. Member FINRA SIPC. Comprehensive Planning Associates LTD, Compass, and Gradient Securities LLC are not affiliated companies. Gradient Securities LLC and Comprehensive Planning Associates LTD, Compass are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Please refrain from posting reviews of your experience as this may be considered testimonials and are prohibited by the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC. Like should not be considered a positive reflection of the investment advisory services offered by Gradient Securities LLC, GS, and or their investment advisor representatives.